0: Hello, hello! Welcome to Awaken Podcast. I am your host, Michael Lombardo, founder of Life Poured Out International. For more information about our ministry, you can go to www.lifepouredoutintl.org. Um, a bunch of our live, you know, our, um, previous shows, live awaken live shows. You can go to YouTube as well. Put in Michael Lombardo. All that's on our website as well as our YouTube channel. And um, for you to be connected and to really receive from a lot of the content that is out there. But for those of you who have been listening to the show, you know that I like to dive into scripture. Um, I always like to pray and ask the Lord his heart and um, just open up a scripture that I really feel like the Lord has highlighted to me. And so I want to um, read to you First Corinthians 3 verse 16 out of the Passion Translation. It goes like this, don't you realize that together you have become God's inner sanctuary? And that the spirit of God makes his permanent home in you. (laughs) I absolutely adore that scripture. Didn't you, don't you realize that you've become God's home, his inner sanctuary, and that the spirit of God makes his permanent home in you. I feel like so many of us have this separation concept where God's up in the clouds and we're down here on earth and you know, but he, when, when God speaks, he speaks from within Christ in us, the hope of glory. We've received his fullness and grace upon grace that we are in him and he is in- in us and this is such a huge identity key. Realizing that there is no separation, that he is closer than the very air you breathe. He never turns his back on us, even though sometimes we like to turn away from him and try to run away from him. But that is an impossible feat because he is there. He is always there. And so I am blessed to have my guest here on the show, Matt Sorger. Many of you guys may know about him. He's also on the Charisma Podcast Network. And he really carries this message um, as a Strong um, core of his ministry. And I really, it's one of my favorite subjects to talk about the glory of God, how to abide in the glory of God. And so um, we're going to be diving into that today. But Matt Sorger, he's a prophetic minister who carries a unique anointing that fills entire rooms with the tangible presence and glory of God. Many are saved, many are healed, many are set free and encounter God's presence in his meetings. He's a preacher and a teacher of God's word. He does a lot of mentoring and equipping in the body of Christ on how to live in God's power and glory. He's impacted the globe ministering in over 35 nations um, um, and has reached over 200 nations by television and media. Matt and his wife, Stephanie, Um, oversee Rescue One, which we're going to be talking about um, at the end of this broadcast. And they rescue children from trafficking around the world. And their vision is to see at least 1,500 children set free. And so, Matt, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, Michael. It's so great to be here with you today. I'm excited about this.
0: Yeah, man, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're traveling all over the place and God's doing amazing stuff in your life and following you on social media and connecting from time to time in person. But um, how's your family?
1: Family's doing fantastic. Uh, my wife, uh, she's amazing. And my son, Braden, he's now a year and a half old. And, uh, he's just so full of joy and so full of life. It's the best thing I've ever done in life is, is to be a dad. So we're really enjoying our time with our, with our son.
0: Awesome, man. Awesome. So good. I love that about you because you're a traveling minister. You travel all over the world. Your schedule's hectic, but you're a family man. And I could see that from your Instagram posts. I could see that on Facebook and just in talking about you, like your family is the most important thing to you. And I feel like that is something that, um, you know, that's something that we, we need to see and we need to hear in ministry. Um, And so, yeah. you know, and then the fact that your Facebook posts, you know, you're always posting about your family, your children, your wife. It just shows what's really in your heart.
1: Yeah, man, I think it's I really think that's one of the new paradigms or it's a paradigm God is reestablishing in ministry that that it's it's, you know, God first, but then then family uh, you know, your wife, your children, and then the works of ministry. And and I just feel like a big part of the revival that God's releasing is a family revival that God wants, not just his glory filling church services and out in the street, but he wants our homes filled with his glory. He wants our families filled with his glory. So I think that's a real, real Thing that's close, you know, it's close to God's heart.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's why I love. You know, we're part of Iris Global, and how Heidi and and Roland brought their kids, you know, with them to Mozambique and oh, some yeah. of the toughest countries in the world. And I was just um, talking to uh, Wendy Banoff and how her husband was the one mainly uh, doing ministry, and then God called them to do ministry together, and they dragged their kids with them. And I just love the mm-hmm. family dynamic of God calling husbands and wives together and having uh, you know the children even involved in ministry. It's so powerful.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is really
0: awesome. Awesome. And so one thing I love about you, man, you know, we're, we're, we have a kindred spirit in a sense that, Hey, when I encountered the Lord, I experienced the bliss of his presence. Like Psalm 1611 says in his presence, there is fullness of joy and at his right hand pleasure forevermore. And I fell in love, you know, it was in that place of his glory and in that place of his presence where I received my calling, you know, like P you know, like Peter, where, you know, Jesus, you know, all, with all you know, he Jesus said, Put your net down on this side of the boat and all the fishes came in, and Peter said, You know, I'm a sinful man. It was at that moment of like, you know, and Jesus said to him, Now you will fish men. You're not just gonna be a fisherman, you're gonna fish men. And it was in that times of abiding, times of soaking and spending time with the Lord, where he really spoke identity and he spoke um, you know, purpose into my life. And I know this is this is huge for you. And so but what I love to talk about in awakened podcast before we get into some of all those stories is how did you first encounter the Lord? Like, how did you get on this, on this walk in this race with Jesus, where you experience his presence and, and now become a lover of his
1: presence? Yeah, Michael, you know, this is now, look, this is one of the reasons why I love your ministry, because, uh, just your heart for, for, for the Lord and for his presence. Uh, it really sets you apart. And, and before I share anything, um, from my life, I just, the folks that are listening to this podcast, I just want to encourage you to really get behind Michael's ministry and run with it and support it and link arms with it because it's really, God's really raising Michael up. And, uh, you know, God is looking for vessels that are pure hearted, that, that their first pursuit is the presence of God and the heart of God and everything else comes out of that. And, and I think for me in, in my life, I, well, I got saved when I was 14 years old. And <clears throat> um, for, the, for those that know my family salvation testimony It came as a result of a divine, supernatural miracle that my mom got from God. Uh, She was two years bedridden on 24 bottles of medicine a day, diagnosed with all these sicknesses. And she had an encounter with Jesus at a Catholic charismatic healing service where the priests were filled with the Holy Spirit, believed in, in God's healing power. And, you know, not to fully go into that whole thing, but... You know she encountered god in that meeting and and i'm telling you in one encounter with the tangible glory of god she got saved like really really saved like a full (laughs) revelation of salvation of why jesus died on the cross and and how you know he forgives our sins and then in that same encounter she got healed and totally delivered from this sickness and that week my whole family got saved so incredible that's how i came into knowledge of god was through this this demonstration of jesus's miracle power and then it was very shortly after that that the holy spirit really began to touch my life and just draw me into private worship and prayer times as a teenager and i would go into my room and i would it was just an internal hunger god put on the inside of me uh, no one no one even nece- no one even necessarily taught me or instructed me like this is how you get closer to God I, It was just something inside of me that said, God, I just want you, I want to be as close to you as possible. I want as much of your presence as possible, and I want your presence when i 'm alone God when it 's just me in my room, I want you to be here with me and I could just remember the days and months that I would, uh, you know, right after salvation, I would like play worship music. I Someone introduced me now to the whole worship music thing. And, and I started playing it in my room and worship- just having private church meetings, you know, just yeah. private worship times. And I'll be honest with you, for the first four months, I would worship at least one hour a day in my room and felt nothing. I didn't feel God's presence. I didn't feel Him close to me. I just knew that Jesus was real. And I had had experienced salvation. Um, but it was around four months into it. I was singing the worship songs in my room and something just broke open and the manifest presence of the Holy spirit filled my whole bedroom. And I was totally overcome by the manifest presence of God. And it was like, from that moment of breakthrough, anytime I would just even whisper the name Jesus, Holy Spirit would come in. And no matter where I was, whether I was in my room, whether I was out at a store somewhere or even doing laundry or helping out, whatever, I would just say Jesus and the Holy Spirit would come in. And so throughout all my teen years into my early twenties, that was, that was where Uh, My relationship with God was forged and started from in, in those private encounters with the Holy Spirit.
0: That's amazing, man! Yeah. I love how you're even talking about worship in general. I remember I got my first worship album, um, Christ for the Nations Institute with Rick Pino and Carrie Job, and there was yeah. lots of oh. spontaneous yeah. worship. It was just given to me as a you know new, you know newly saved, and I remember putting it on and just the intensity of the presence of the Lord. And I remember just weeping like like a baby, like wow. and I never wow. like before that I only listened to punk rock music and heavy metal, and it was like yeah. this really gentle, soft Mm soft angelic worship of Carrie Joe. But I remember thinking to myself, like, who am I? Like what I'm I'm changing. I'm a new creation. Like this is, this is not me, but it was so beautiful. And I just, I love that you pursued the Lord. You know, you didn't have goosebumps. You didn't, you didn't feel anything necessarily, but you were hungry for him. And I, and I just absolutely love that. Cause for me too, like go, you know, I went to Bible school. I was saved nine months, went to Christ for the Nations Institute, um, for Bible school. And I said, you know what? I don't care about popularity. I don't care about having a lot of friends. I don't care about even ministry right now at this point. I just want to know the Lord and I want him to work in my heart and my life. And I spent so much time in the prayer room. I was known as the prayer room guy because I was just in there. And sometimes I'd feel very, very dry and I'd be striving. And it was like trying to make God come down or trying to beg him to do something or talk to me. And then other times it was just, he was so near, it was so tender, it was beautiful. And I had to learn how to um, engage with God every single day. You know, the Lord had to break a lot of legalism off of my life. I had an identity crisis in a lot of ways. I felt like, you know, I I really came into a revelation of the gospel over a two or three year period of time where God would speak life and his pleasure and his love into me. And I really ceased my striving. And that's when I stepped into that, you know, just one whisper and I would feel his presence because he was always near. And that was just the bedrock for me. like, he's always near whether I feel him or not. He lives in me, whether, you know, he's speaking, whether I hear his voice or not, and I just came to that revelation, and that really amplified my uh my walk with the Lord in terms of abiding
1: and so wow, was it that amazing was it
0: that effortless for you in a sense that like just that one breakthrough and it became almost effortless or was it was it like you know over time you really begin to develop that kind of relationship where you're communing with them on in a deep way? yeah
1: <clears throat> I think in my in my experience once for me it was like once my spirit hit that place of breakthrough um I would say there was a real grace on me just to learn how to, to enter into God's presence. Now, over the years, it's not that there's not times where you have to press in, um, or, or learn to pray through distractions. Um, you know, because that happens too. Uh, sometimes, you know, there's just distractions in life that try to weigh you down and even, even get you focused more on the distraction than on God. So, um, I think part of prayer is learning to cast your cares on God and really pray through things to a place of clarity. And then really, like what you say, uh, to come out of a striving place and into a yielding place. And, And I think for me, I learned how to yield. I learned how to surrender where I wasn't striving to enter in, but it was recognizing what had been done and learning how to abide, like what you're saying. And I think this is where... In life, you know the abiding part. Once you learn how to abide, uh, you know that's where fruitfulness comes from. And and I could talk about that a little bit if you if you want to go there. Absolutely, um, yeah, please. Yeah. So, like recently, I've really been praying. I like to take the scripture into my prayer life. I found that praying God's word, like if you don't know what to pray, uh, I've learned just to find scripture and begin to meditate and pray it. So recently, just even this past week, almost every time I go into prayer, I'm reading and praying John 15. And it's all about the, Jesus saying, He's divine, the Father is divine dresser. And then it talks about how He cleanses and repeatedly prunes every branch so that it could bear more fruit and bear more abundant fruit and richer fruit. And it goes into talking about abiding. And John 15, 4, it says, Dwell in me and I will dwell in you, live in me and I will live in you. And then it says this, just as no branch can bear fruit of itself without abiding or being vitally united to the vine, neither can you bear fruit unless you abide in me. I'm the vine, you're the branches and whoever lives in me and I in him bears much abundant fruit. And apart from me, you can do nothing. And, and I read this and I realized, wait a second, there's nothing we can accomplish in our own selves, uh, any type of fruitfulness. And, and when I think of fruitfulness, I think of first, the fruit of the spirit. I think of the nature of God, the characteristics of Christ, um, you know, his patience, his peace, his love, his long suffering, his self-control, everything that makes God who he is and we're created in the image of God. So God wants us reflecting or shining forth um, or radiating his image. So how do we do that? How do we walk in uh, you know self-control? How do we walk in patience so that we're not overcome by anger? or how do we walk in the spirit so we're not overcome by temptation? you know how do we produce the nature of God in us so that we are as much like God as possible? Well, it comes through dwelling and abiding in Christ and and really without learning how to abide, there's always going to be a level of frustration. There's going to be a level of striving um, to try to become Christ-like. But really, you can't strive yourself into being Christ-like. It comes from learning what are the keys and what are the secrets to abiding in the vine. And as you're connected to the source, you get to experience the life flow of everything released from God which is his nature, and then it's also from that the overflow of his power, which then goes into miracle ministry and deliverance ministry and signs and wonders and and the outflowing of God's power.
0: Absolutely. This is, this is something that I got a word a long time ago. And and I remember it every once in a while when I get in that strive mode and I get in, I'm just like burnt out and I'm feeling tired. The Lord reminds me of this word. um, Someone prophesied over me. They said, I see a turtle. And I'm thinking to myself, like a turtle, like, "Um, okay. All right. So where are you going with this? You know? And then they were just like, they're like, I see like that. That's like you in the spirit. Like when you're on land, you're very slow. You're, you're, you're slow, you know, like, but when you get in the water, when you get in the ocean, when you get in the water, you glide, it's your natural habitat. Mm -hmm. And she was just talking Mm -hmm. about just getting in the presence. Like you are at your best when you're in the presence and you're, and you're slow and life's mundane when you're, when you're in the flesh and you're trying by the strength Mm -hmm. of your own arm to accomplish things. And the Lord will remind me of that. And it's such a funny little vision, but at the same time, it keeps me, it keeps me on track. You know, like I remember when I was learning to abide in the presence, I would just had this. Grin on my face at all times my face It actually hurt sometimes cause I was smiling so much But it was just like that's a good problem to Have you know but but in his presence I yeah. found joy I found A joy yeah. that I've never experienced Before and joy is a fruit of the spirit just like You're talking about And so like everything that we desire, everything that our heart longs for, you know, whether it be, you know, um, more of his nature, you know, manifesting in our lives or whether it be, you know, more um, of his power and, and the giftings of the spirit to be activated and flowing in our lives, everything is found in his presence. And the great thing is is, he's Emmanuel. He's God with us. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. We may turn our heart from him, but he never turns his heart from us. He's there readily available to speak to us, minister to us, and empower us. And um, I just, I love that. And people that are struggling, who am I? You know, what am I called to do in this life? All of that, all those answers, all of that wisdom is found in his presence. I know, I would love for you to share on that.
1: That's right. Yeah, that's right, Michael. You know, uh, recently, I was with Todd White, and he started to share about something that so confirmed what I have experienced and learned in my walk with God, because the reality is life can get busy, and it's, it's possible for even activity to replace uh, connectivity to God. And, and he was talking about burnout, and he was talking about, uh, you know, how do you avoid that type of thing? And, you know, sometimes we think, oh, if I could just get on that vacation or if I could just, uh, you know, cease from physical activity. And of course, we it's all balance, right? So there are times you definitely need physical rest and you've got to pace yourself and all of that. But I've learned this principle as well, that the real secret to not getting burnt out or worn out or weary inside in the soul or in the spirit is by getting into God's presence. And and I've learned this, that I feel way more refreshed and rejuvenated, not just going on vacation, but when I get into my prayer closet, when I just, you know, shut off my phone or shut off the distractions of life or even the act, the, the good activity. And I say, okay, I'm just gonna give this time to God. Uh, that when I get before him and I invite the Holy spirit and I say, Holy spirit, you know, and there, I remember one time I felt so worn out in, inside and I didn't like how it felt I'm like this is not a good thing. So I go into my room and I start to pray, I start to worship and I start to just talk to God. I say, God, I feel this. I feel tired. I feel worn out. And the more I talked to God and the more I waited on him and prayed, I could feel, I could feel the presence of the holy spirit filling me and by the time that prayer time was done i felt totally renewed on the inside and totally made new on the inside yes. way more than i ever would have if i went on vacation sure yeah man so that's sure. that's a real secret
0: And when you you could be in Hawaii and just be stressed out about money and your schedule and not be really experiencing the beauty of what's around you and really soak it in and actually come back from vacation a lot more, you know, still in the same posture of heart and the same mentality. And I remember. When I was really learning how to abide, uh, I would just the Lord just teach me to be quiet because I used to always walk into the prayer room. I'd be speaking in tongues. I'd be worshiping. I'd be praising, yeah. <laughs> and all that stuff has its place and there's power to it. But I remember the Lord was just telling me, like, just be quiet and know that I'm God. Just abide. Just rest in me. And something amazing happened. It took me weeks to really enjoy this because it was a hard discipline at first because I just was not used to being quiet or laying down or not saying anything and putting some worship music on. But over, you know, a period of time, it became my favorite Form of worship just laying at his feet listening to his words just receiving love receiving whatever he wanted to say to me and just being not having to do anything but just being with him and I remember I would after an hour or two or however long it was 10 15 minutes however long it was I would leave that room or the prayer room. And I would feel so rejuvenated, so strengthened with his might in my spirit, you know, to face my day and to deal with whatever challenges that came my way. And so this is such a key to living a victorious life in Christ. Um, Just right, walking right. in him Walking with him Making time Living your life Around the presence Just like Israel did The presence was You know it got, God wanted everyone To live from his presence For his presence To be the center of life You know in Israel And it's Now his presence Lives in us We don't need to go To a structure We don't need to go To a building We've become The building of God We've become The masterpiece of God Where he lives in us And there's free access In the spirit And so Man I I, I love that
1: yeah man and that's communion prayer. you know there's a lot of different kinds of prayer there's petition prayer and uh intercession where we pray for others and but you know that communion prayer that's my favorite place because that's where words cease and and it's heart to heart it's just you get into God's presence and then you just abide you It's not even about words in that in the, at that place it's it's just a heart to heart connection with god and yes. i think I think that's the deepest place of prayer we could get to.
0: And there's people that, you know, you're talking about being burnout, you know, and, and just, just getting so busy with good stuff, with ministry stuff, with family stuff, but just avoiding that burnout. And I know there's people listening to this broadcast and I feel this on my heart. They're struggling with burnout right Mm -hmm. now and they feel like their connectivity with God has ceased, you know, and they haven't heard from him. They haven't had a touch from him in weeks, months, maybe even years. and. I just, I would love for you to speak into that and really encourage those people who are tuning in. Like, I'm just desperate for God right now. I just feel like I'm at the end of my rope.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that. I really believe God is speaking to someone today and you know, you take there there's, you know, you take a step towards God and he will run towards you. And I think sometimes, uh, people can feel so disconnected from God. They don't know where to begin. And I just say, begin with a, with a simple step. Basically, even if you feel nothing, go into a quiet place somewhere, shut the door and begin to just tell God how you feel. Just begin to talk to him. That's where it starts and, and open up the Bible and begin to read the word. Maybe you haven't read the word in a while. Just begin to open it and read it. And as you begin to make those steps towards God, he will run to you and And don't get discouraged, but, but you know, press into that. And you'll see that God will renew your prayer life. And in the process, he'll completely renew, renew you as well.
0: I love what you said. Yep. And I feel like this is something that is <laughs> for somebody listening right now. Just receive this. Don't just, you know, it's not just like a tweet, you know, where you just read and forget about it. Like really absorb this. You take a step towards God and he runs towards you. <laughs> I heard you say that man. and I just love that so much You just take yeah, one yeah. little minuscule weak, you know half-hearted step towards god and he just run He just runs towards us as his kids and I just I love that. I love that so much and hey matt You all just even talking about busyness and you know distractions and responsibility, you know You have a ministry uh called the rescue one uh, you know, Aside from your I know you travel itinerantly all over the world, but rescue one um, man, you you have a, a huge goal to set free fifteen hundred children that are in trafficking around the world. Now that need you know you need a team for that one hundred percent. You need the finances yeah. for that one hundred percent, and that's you know that's that that could take up a lot of your time, and so. Tell us a little bit about this ministry. I know God birthed this in your heart and this is of the Lord. Tell us a little bit about that because before we you know get off this broadcast here today, I want people to be able to connect with your ministry because I believe in your ministry and you're you're being in the hands of Jesus, you know, with, you know, among hurting people, which is his heart. And so share, share with yeah. us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I feel like the greatest place in life is when you are letting the Lord flow through you to rescue and to heal and to save others. And and that's what really the gospel is all about. So for me, for years, I was going into India and doing miracle festivals and crusades and pastors meetings. And it was in one of my very first trips to India 15 years ago that I began to see the life of the street children and and how some of them were even being physically trafficked on the street. And it it destroyed my heart. It wrecked my heart when I saw this. And back then, um, we had bought land and built our first girls' home, rescued 50 girls off the street. And I thought, you know, my job was finished. And then one day I was in prayer. And when you pray and, and you spend time with God, he will share his heart with you. And one day the father spoke to me as I was just worshiping him. And he said, find my lost children. And And I knew he was calling me to more. So I said yes to that now we're up to seeing 260 children rescued from trafficking Amazing. and every month we're able to expand that because of our child sponsors they enable us they empower us to rescue more children so we're in four nations right now we started in india then we branched out to the philippines last year into mexico we have the first boys home in mexico registered with the government where they know this is a safe house to bring traffic young boys to and over the last year, we were able to fill that home with with all boys under the age of nine years old, rescued from the most severe trafficking situations your mind could fathom. Uh, but God is healing them and has given their childhood back. And now we're in Thailand as well. And there is a revival happening in the red light district in Thailand. Awesome. And, um God is enabling us to to see generational trafficking even within families broken, where children born to moms who are trafficked or aunts or cousins, and we're seeing those generational cycles broken. And um, so it's amazing. Our rescue and outreach basically will provide the home, the food, the clothing, the medical care, the education that is needed for a child all the way up through they graduate high school, go into college some of them or they go into the workforce and uh we're able to see them fully established so that that is our heart as a ministry and and yeah so we're not stopping until we rescue as many children as possible and uh we do have a website if anyone has ever had on their heart that they want to rescue a child they don't know how to do it they don't know where to do it Um, our ministry it's working. We're, we're having success in it. And we're seeing these children healed and really transformed because it's Christian based and they get the word of God, they get prayer. It's not just, you know, a secular program, but it's, it's saturated with God. Um, and if people want to learn more about it, we do have a website. It's called rescue one, the number one, rescue one now.com. And they could go on there. They could read through the rescue stories. They could find out information about um, how to rescue a child. And uh, so it's really, it's really awesome. And and I believe it's just so close to the heart of the father.
0: Absolutely. It's all over scripture, you know, the orphan, uh, the widow, those who are suffering, the poor, the marginalized. It's, it's in the heart of God and he's raising up people all over the world with a passion like you, you know, one who dwells in his presence, one who listens to him and walks with him. He gave you a burden for that in the, in the secret place. And you've been obedient to really walk it out and you're seeing tremendous fruit and results. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's eternal, it's eternal you will see this children in heaven you know the, the, you know these children in heaven and they will thank you like this is yeah. this is the reward that our heart should be after and i know that's that's intense but i want to i want to say this to people that like our heart should not be seeking after earthly riches and there's nothing wrong with having riches in this life if our heart is after the lord first and foremost but i just really believe in my heart that The greatest reward is when we see people's lives transformed and our heart should be after eternal things. And God is going to provide the temporal things. God's going to provide everything that we need in this life for our family, for our friends, for, you know, just our basic needs of life. And I I love what you're doing, man, because it's eternal. It's in the heart of God. And I strongly recommend for those who are listening right now to go to Rescue One Now. You said dot com, right? Yep. Rescueonenow.com to find out about this ministry, to give, to be a blessing to this ministry. And Matt, I usually have my guests pray for my listeners, but um, I want to pray for you and your ministry mm. um, just because I believe in what you're doing. Um, you're traveling and you're preaching all over the world, you know, bringing life and bringing freedom and bringing joy to the church, but also you're reaching out to the marginalized and I've, and that's amazing. And so, Lord, I just thank mm. you right now for Matt's ministry, that it was birthed in your heart. And that he is joining you and partnering with you um, in your heart, Lord. And I just thank you that you've provided thus far. And I just pray that 2020 will be a breakthrough year. In Jesus name that um, many more children many more men and women will be rescued father and I just thank you That um, you will provide the resources you'll provide the help you will provide um, You know the staff and everything that he needs to see this vision through I pray that every single child that is rescued will encounter you. I thank you for your angelic assistance I thank you that your will be done and your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven We just speak a blessing over his wife and his kids. We just thank you for the love of Jesus being poured out in both of their hearts and his family's heart and that you would refresh them like times of refreshing coming in the presence of the Lord. And I just thank you, Father, for rejuvenating them, restoring them, encouraging them, and just building their faith for greater things. And I just thank you for that, Lord. We just bless Matt and his ministry. And um, God, I just thank you for the good things that are ahead in Jesus' name.
1: Amen. 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 Thanks, Michael.
0: You got it, Matt. You're, you're incredible. I, I strongly recommend. Um, so rescue one now.com. Is there a separate, um, website for people to go to, to find out about your itinerant ministry and, and where you're traveling? How could people, you know, get a hold of a book or just kind of stay tuned with your ministry?
1: Yeah, man, we've got, um, two other websites. So one is called matt sorger.com M A T T S O R G E R.com. That's, uh, my itinerant travel, uh, ministry. Then we've also launched a whole mentoring program where we we literally have people from around the world, all different continents coming together in a community where we're doing monthly mentoring with this group. And that website is mattsorgermentoring.com. So M-A-T-T-S-O-R-G-E-R and then the word mentoring, M-E-N-T-O-R-I-N-G.com. Uh, and they, you know, they could check that out too. We're having folks just really empowered and uh, we're training them, teaching them how to live in the glory, how to be equipped uh, for their call and, and for the anointing that God has for them. So I would love to invite everyone into that and to, to really check that out. We've got um, tons of courses online. When they do the monthly mentoring, we give them total free VIP access to every online course that we have ever done and will do in yeah. the future. So it's awesome. a really an amazing program that, that's helping people.
0: And also for people to sign up for your newsletter, I receive newsletters from you, prophetic words, you know, encouragements, teachings, um, which is very enriching. So I highly recommend it. Oh, cool, man. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, Matt, thank you so much, bro. It's always a blessing to have you on with me, just talking to you. I love what you're doing. Your family's beautiful. Your ministry's impacting so many lives. Um, I really appreciate you uh, pulling aside here to do this with me today.
1: Oh, yeah. Thanks, Michael. I'm, I'm glad that we can run together in ministry. And it's, a, it's been a joy for me to be here with you on your podcast.
0: You're awesome, man. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon. Okay, man. Uh, everybody thank you so much for tuning in to awaken podcast today um it's been an awesome show um if you are blessed by this show make sure to leave a review and subscribe on itunes spotify um on charisma you know leave a review on charisma podcast network um or anywhere you listen to podcasts it'll really be a blessing to help get this out to more people so they could be impacted um by the uh, ministry and the guests and the teachings um of awaken podcast Thank you for tuning in. Until next time, bless you guys.